Hey, everybody. Guess who's back? We're back. Shady? No, Slim Shady is like long gone. He's not back anymore. No, we're back. Jiu-Jitsu Radio's back. And guess what? Before we get this party started, you know what I have to ask you guys to do. Go ahead and give us a follow if you are listening to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Where else are we? iHeartRadio. Uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, everywhere. Everywhere. But if you guys like the podcast, please hit the subscribe <laughs> button. Share it with your friends. We're on YouTube as well. So if you prefer seeing us making fun of each other face-to-face, go ahead and find us on YouTube. Just look up Jiu-Jitsu Radio. But please... Take the time to share the podcast. Help us get this podcast as big as we can get it. We're having a blast doing it. And every uh, couple of days, I know I get some messages, people commenting on how much they love the podcast. So it's uh, it's really fun to hear. It makes us feel really good because we're not doing this for money. Not yet anyway. I mean, I'm Make like, that happen, people. I'm start not. paying us. We're going to start a GoFundMe. Yeah, right? GoFundMe. And then go fuck yourself. Nah, just joking. All right. But please, go ahead and share the podcast. Now, we want to give a shout-out to all of our amazing sponsors. Go ahead at chocaloha.com. Use the promo code Jujitsu Radio and get 20% off your entire order of some of the coolest gear that you can get in Jiu-Jitsu. From ranked rash guards to awesome patches, keychains, stickers, you name it. They have some awesome collabs with Immortal Choke, Elusive, and um, several other companies that you guys are definitely going to dig. And you're going to get 20% off when you make that order. Go ahead and tell them we sent you. Chocaloha.com, promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio. And then you know what you can do. You know what you can do? Go fuck yourself. Besides that, you can go wash yourself too. Go to jujitsusoapco.com, use the promo code JJ Radio, and get yourself some of the sexiest smelling soaps. Soaps. Sounds silly, but it sounds sexy at the same time. If you go to jujitsusoapco.com, use the promo code JJ Radio, you'll get, what, 10% off? And 10% off, that's 10% less reasons or excuses you have for smelling like doo doo. And actually, I finally got my uh, cologne rub on bars. They smell pretty freaking good. That's such a weird concept to me. I know. It was weird to me, too, but it's I like was like... soaping up outside the shower. It's No, well, it's not a soap bar. I it's, know. It's you a, get a cool little tin can. It's a solid bar, and you just go ahead and rub it on, and it's it smells really freaking good. Yeah, like, how long does it last? Um, I don't know. I don't stiff myself repeatedly, but it's definitely a good couple of hours. It's definitely a good couple of hours, and I mean, it's in, the, in a nice little tin, so it'll definitely stay away from getting dirt and grime all over it. Um, but it's good. I dig it. And then the CBD, which you tried the other day, finally. Yeah. I like it. I love it. I, I've been putting it on my knee because my knee has been sore the last couple of weeks. So they got a ton of products you guys can pick up. Some bath bombs. They have a cupcake-shaped bath bomb, which I thought was hilarious. They're awesome. They're, they're, it's definitely one of my favorite companies you out there. used wow. a cupcake-shaped no. bath bomb? No, I'm saying they have one. I can't use it because I can't fit into bathtubs. I can fit in the bathtubs. You yeah, really but scrunch. you're short. Yeah, I can't. I'm not that much shorter than you. Yeah, I mean, look, man, I hate to break it to you, but a couple of inches makes a big difference. That's what she said. <laughs> exactly. So go to jujitsusoapco.com, use the promo code JJRadio, get 10% off, and then go ahead and check out our homies over at giraffechoke.com if you want some of the awesome gear that you see pros like Demarcus Jackson, and you've even seen... Uh, Oh, my gosh. Big Steve. Tall Steve has a couple of photos with them on that I took. I mean, they got tons of guys that are wearing their gear, and including myself. I love the heel hook hat. 
Uh, what do we got up front here? We have the flying knee. Yeah, we have the flying knee. Which Look at is, that. I'm just so good that I knew it was flying. Yeah, well, you, you got to throw a flying knee. Does it say it on the back? No. Nope. The, the Superman punch is definitely one of my favorite ones. They got some awesome shirts, too, some great designs. They're always updating stuff. And if you use the promo code JJRadio, you'll get 20% off your entire order. That code is good until March. But don't wait because they're running out of uh, new stuff. So you definitely want to be one of the first people to get it before it's too late. JJRadio is the promo code at GiraffeChoke.com. Well, Sean's over here coughing up a lung on me. Yeah, I'm very phlegmy tonight. Well, we'll talk about why later on. But before we do, you know what? We have to hit up our favorite surf shop. You oh, know what? Yeah, yeah, obviously. And by the way, I tried their acai bowl this week. Oh, yeah? It was stellar. Stellar? Stellar. Delicioso? Delicioso. So go to nomadsurf1968.com to check out the gear that they have there. But if you want to take full advantage of being our friend and knowing us, you know, like, well, you don't go to clubs, but, you know, you go to a club and you say, talk to guys like you, the bouncer, and they're like, hey, so-and-so sent me. Big John D sent me over here. You're going to be like, go ahead. That's what it's like when you go into Nomad and you say, hey, Jiu-Jitsu Radio sent me. They're like, we're so sorry. Here's 10% off your order. That's what's going to happen when you go into the Did shop. You mean they go who? Yeah, right. No. They say, we love those guys, and we love Nomad Surf Shop, located right here in South Florida. They've been a staple in the surfing community since 1968. So if you want it, they got it. Surfboards, they got it. And just let them know we sent you. You'll get 10% off. Now, Decades, before, son. Decades. Also, don't forget to follow Sean at... Gorilla Boy BJJ. And uh, why don't you hound him to get one of those uh, cool shirts that he printed up? I got mine. I was going to wear it tonight, but... Yeah, I'm not a great salesman. Yeah, you're a very bad salesman. By the way, I think you should push those shirts. Oh, this shirt, you mean? The one that that I'm wearing? That shirt that you're wearing. My shirt that I'm wearing, you guys can check out by following me at Sonder Marketing. Or Uh, you can go to Choke Republic... Jordan. Buy the Why do you got to bring that up? Off. Fuck them. Because uh, I like how it makes you feel Fucking assholes. Angry. Yeah, well, if you guys want to pick up the original My Shirt that I made before somebody ripped off my design, go ahead to uh, Sonder Marketing on Instagram. You'll find a link. Or you can check out MyCosmicJourney.com, which uh, I have to update. I'll be fully honest. I get an update. I haven't updated that in a while. But you'll see all my photos, all my uh, merch that I put out, shirts, mugs, all that kind of fun stuff. I got some cool jujitsu. Uh, gear up on there so you guys are gonna dig it with that being said we got some big news coming up for you so stay tuned we're gonna heart this bitch you can't neba <laughs> here's the deal I'm the best there is plain and simple I mean I wake up in the morning I piss excellence and nobody can hang with my stuff. Kiss dealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! All right, and we're back. Back or we're here? Back. We're here, back into this room once again. Do we want to rock open that uh, door? Or do you want to? Well, I'm not sweating yet. Are you yeah. want to? No, it's I'm good. It's a little good. loud. It's a, I'm good with it right now, but we actually have some big news before we get into the show. We got some big news, don't we? Which big news? Your big news. 
What's that? That you uh, got an awesome new gig. Got a new gig, yeah. Are we allowed to talk about it? Um, not the details Detail? yet. Because okay. I don't start for a couple weeks. But right. uh, So how about we do this then? Go to our inaugural cheers. Cheers to, cheers. to the new gig, to Thank some more you. money for, for Big Sean. Mm. And, and let me just warn. I kind of fucked up. Hold on. I forgot to hit record here. So we're going to start a little late on... Uh, on YouTube, but you can keep going and say what right. you're going to say. Um, I just wanted to let everybody know I'm a little bit phlegmy tonight, so I'm sorry you're going to hear me well, clear my throat as much as I can. I, I'll up. pull back. Got to pull out. I, I got a strong pull-out game. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying so hard to hold a straight face to that, but I couldn't. <laughs> so I, I I will pull back, and uh, but bear with us. I'm human. I'm not perfect. Yeah, well, I'm glad you finally admitted that. But no, either way, see, you're not getting sick though, right? All right, I'll no. I will kick you out of this studio if you're getting sick. No, I'm not, germ boy. You need a bubble. I, you know what? I'd be totally happy with that. I would 100% be happy with that. Like, if I could do it just seasonally, just walk around in a bubble, I'd be happy with it. I can't stand people walking around just coughing. Did I tell you what happened to me when I went to that art show a couple of weeks ago? No, you Son told of me. a bitch, I almost punched an old man in the face. I was walking west or easterly down the Ave, and obviously it's crowded, so it's like tight spaces. Like you're oh, walking at, the street. At, at Delray. The, yeah, yeah, there was an the art, art, sh- the, the art show, whatever it was going on, whatever the fuck they call it. Art fair or something art, like that. Something like that. So, as I'm walking, this guy's walking towards me, and I kid you not, he had to be about two feet away from my face as we're walking towards each other, and just, <laughs> just coughed, loud as fucking can be into my face and i just stopped everybody stopped because they saw my shock i'm like are you fucking serious and he just looked at me like i was being offensive he coughed flat out in my fucking face and everyone just started looking at me they laughed because of like my reaction like you got to be fucking kidding me man like well you are a germaphobe and most people just been like oh i'm walking this way no most people would not have i'm walking this way if someone comes up to you and coughed in your face you'd be like What's up, bro? You want to roll? Yes. In the yeah. face. Yeah, right. You'd be fucking f- super livid. I was so pissed off. I'm like, I got to go. I, I can't be here. I was so fucking pissed off. Just no manners whatsoever. should have Frenched him. Well, he might as well have Frenched me. That's what I'm saying. You should have just Frenched him and say, how do you like it? I mean, are you going to give me a quick tug or is this just uh, give you know, him a Frencher. blow and go here, bud? What are we doing here? I was, I was so pissed. So you got the new gig. I hate being sick, but there I found out something new tonight. Oh, shit. Besides throwing stuff all over the place. So I made a mistake and bought some Pocky. I did. Um, I fell for the, um, what's it called when they have it right in your face at the checkout? Yeah. I can't remember what it's yeah. called. Yeah. Well, uh, impulse. Impulse buys. Yeah. So I made an impulse buy because they had cookies and cream Pocky at the cash register. So I'm like, oh, I'll save some for Sean. I you know he'll love Pocky. Only to come and find out that you've never fucking had Pocky before. I've never had Pocky. You've never had Pocky No, I do want to go to Japan. I mean, I've never had Pocky. So for those of you that don't know what Pocky is, they're like these stick cookies that are dipped in chocolate. Uh, The one that I picked up here is a cookies and cream one that I actually tried for the first time a couple of months ago when I went to the Murakami. But this is fucking delicious. So this isn't the original Pocky. What's the original Pocky? The original Pocky is just like the... The cookie stick with chocolate. It's just dipped in chocolate. It's super basic, but it's so good. So we're actually going to do this live 
on the podcast, and hopefully Sean doesn't chew too loud into the microphone. But well, I think I should chew loud. Into you're going to have your first pocky stick. So pop, one. pop one out. Huh? It kind of looks All like right. cigarettes, right? When it pops. Well, out. it kind of looks like a kind of looks like a pretzel or just a regular right. stick. Think of it. It's like a like a dip pretzel. So cheers. Okay. Cheers to your first pocky. Don't mind us chewing. Don't do that. Stop. That's disgusting. That drives me nuts. Stop. Not bad, right? Not bad, but. It's not something to write home about, but... I think in order... Stop. That's that ASM shit that people are into now. I think you guys need to try Pocky. Yeah, see? Anybody have an orgasm? All right. Definitely nobody. I think think in order to really get the Pocky experience, you can't eat one at at once. It's like you got to eat like four at a time. There's, There's a difference between Japanese and American... You got to be classy. Should have smoked it like a candy right. cigarette. Remember those Lucky Strike cigarettes? No. The candy cigarettes? Well, I remember candy cigarettes. Those were those were the shit back like, in the day. Like I can still taste a candy cigarette. It's like right? it's chalky, chalk. but like sweet chalky. There was like a hint of sugar just to make enough to make you come back. So for all the young bloods out there that had never seen this, back in the day, probably I would say until like the mid nineties, right? They used to have um basically candy cigarettes. And it was, it looked like an old school packet of Lucky Strike cigarettes, which is, again, old thing that most people aren't going to remember. A little white box of cigarettes. And you open it up, and inside, it would basically look like chalk. Yeah. It was just chalk. You, with little so, red ends. See, now they stopped making it with the red ends, and then they just went to the white stick. Oh, well, well see, I'm even old, more yeah. old school. You went, like, you know, back when John Wayne was still alive. But it was a candy cigarette. And if you got it right out of the box, they made it so it was powdery, so it looked like smoke would come out. That was like their little gimmick. So kids would come up there and pretend they were smoking cigarettes, like their favorite cowboy in a movie or like character in a movie. For sure, that must have gotten a lot of kids smoking. So that's how you know you're old, is you're talking about cowboys. Kids these days do not find cowboys cool. That's not true. Give me, a, give me a cool cowboy within the last 20 years. Hidalgo? Didn't they make the movie Hidalgo? Yeah, but that really wasn't a cowboy. That was just a horse race. Yeah, but he was a cowboy. Yeah, but it wasn't cool. And then uh, what about Shanghai Knights? What was it? Terrible. Like, but The only thing I could maybe go with would be Jeff Bridges as Rooster Cogburn. In, uh, they redid the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, but it didn't. it wasn't cool. It wasn't good. For sure. I mean, you could throw Denzel Washington in. You know what the Magnificent Seven is? It's the remake of uh, Seven Samurai. Seven yeah, Samurai. you're not going to get me on that one, buddy. That's funny enough that you mentioned it. I was actually talking to our buddy uh, from uh, Draft Choke the other day, and he's like, oh, check out this fight. I'm like, sorry, I can't. I'm like balls deep in watching. Like, I watched maybe 15 different uh, Miyamoto Musashi documentaries on YouTube. I just, you went down the hole? I went down like a hole, man. And I started watching like all these different documentaries about samurais and like like Musashi and all these other people. Man, it was a weird fucking story. There's a lot of stuff that I didn't know about about his life. Like he well, I had know a, he was one of the most prolific like movie makers of all time. Like, no, you're thinking about Akira Toriyama, um Kurosawa. Oh yeah, Kurosawa. Uh, Musashi is um Oh, the, the, the Book of Rings. Yeah. The, the, oh, the actual right. samurai that yeah. like. Did you know there's a there's a on a there's a lake that has a um, a statue of him in Japan. Yeah. 
and apparently he killed a guy yeah. using an oar. Yeah. So, like, he beat the sh- – that's what I'm saying. I watched all these things. So he um, he challenged, like, somebody from, like, this, like, school or whatever, like, this rival gang school, whatever it was, killed him. And all his students, like, came after him. So he, like <laughs> – the story's funny as shit. But, yeah, he fought this guy with his oar and then beat him to death with his oar in front of everybody. So then they chased him. So he got on a boat and, like, <laughs> like dropped everything, just got on a boat and paddled away so they couldn't come after him. Yeah, I, basically what I heard is is Musashi was extremely gifted, but he wasn't really living the Bushido way. No, so his whole thing was he was kind of a gunslinger. He was a dick, a is dick. what it is. Yeah. Right, right. He was he was like he was super cocky. Right. Well, he was super cocky. There's like the whole story is like about how he like rebelled against his dad, and his dad wanted him to have like a very like martial artist like mind frame and he's like no i just want to fuck people up kind of thing and then like he challenged when he was like 15 or something like that he challenged this really really um i guess well-known swordsman the guy had posted up like a poster's like i'll fight anybody here like i, I want the best person so he went and he challenged him and his dad's That's like, like no, that. no. what was that jet lee movie where they fought up on the like the 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 table? It wasn't a table, but it was oh, like the a, scaffolding. The scaffolding. That was. It wasn't the one. It was. I I think it was legend. It was legend. It might have been legend. Yeah. yeah. But. But that's how that kind of was. Is like it was a people from all around would fight there. Right. So now, he went, and he saw this poster when he was a kid. So he was like the rest of us. You're like 15 years old. You're all full of like hormones. You like fuck the world kind of thing. So he went and he challenged him. His dad found out about it. And, like, the next morning when the challenge was supposed to happen, like, his dad came in and was, like, begging the guy, please forgive him. He's just a dumb kid. Like, he didn't know what he was doing. I'm so sorry. Please don't. And Masashi's like, fuck you. Out of my fucking way. Like, pushes him off the side. Goes and just whack. Kills the guy in, like, one blow. Just, like, amazing, like, swordsman. He just went and just fucking rocked his world. Just killed him right there and there. Like, just beat the shit out of him. Walked away, and then he kind of went off on his story that way. And people were like, "This guy is like an amazing, you know, like swordsman, whatever." He just got his ass whipped by a fifteen-year-old, and he became famous for being really prolific with two swords. So that was his style. Yeah. And then, like I said, I went deep into this whole. And like later on in his life, he adopted. He had like an adopted son, and I guess that guy died. And then he adopted another kid. I guess he, like, kind of mellowed out in the later years sort of thing. Like so, we all do. I guess. But, yeah, it's a really crazy story, like, once you really, really get into it. Granted, we have the the whole aura kind of, like, a mysticism about him. But once, like anybody else, once you really get into the story, like, eh, you're a bit of a dick. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that yeah, he, you should be living as a trained swordsman. You should be living... You know, in Japan, in feudal Japan, you know, you live the Bushido way. It's it's honor and, and I guess, reputation a little bit, but not, like, boastful reputation. Yeah. And he, he was, like, a rock star. Well, it wasn't that and he was so, a rock star. It was that he was, I would make him equivalent to his... He's Billy the Kid. 
Yeah, he was like Michael Jordan, Billy the Kid, like put together. He's yeah. like he. It wasn't about the show or this, that, and the other. It was like he wanted to be the best and he wanted to fight the best. So, it's a cool story. It's definitely fun to check it out and kind of go deep into it. I mean, I'm all about that stuff. And then I got into like kendo, and you know that. Like, do you ever follow kendo? No. You ever really looked into it? No. So they have obviously like karate and stuff. They have dons, dans, whatever you want to call it. So they go up to like eighth dan, and like to be like an eighth dan is like the equivalent of a coral belt for jujitsu. I wonder how much time it takes you to get to eighth dan. So it, from I think it's the same amount of time, if I can recall correctly, it's something like sixty years, and the test that they have, they test like once a year, and like thousands of people show up, and the percentage of people that test and actually pass is like something like 0.05 so they'll have literally 5,000 people that show up to this arena to test in front of like all the other like eight dan guys and out of all that three people pass how nutty is that to get to what to get to eighth dan like you have to oh, test oh, for so it. like there's seventh dan's yeah there's, there's like, a shit ton of seventh dan's yeah so to get to the eighth dan, like you have to go. I thought it was just thing. to get promoted. Well, yeah, to get promoted to eighth no, dan. No, oh, no, in like, general, like like oh, no. from white belt to blue belt. Yeah, no, they have like everybody's like a white belt. Then it's like automatically first dan, second dan, third dan. So they're like you become like a first dan black belt, but to be out become an eighth dan black belt, whatever you want to call it, it's like sixty something years, and you have to test, and they it's like zero mistakes. And to watch how they analyze what you do, something as simple as the way that they point their foot. So it's super crazy. So, for example, think of like how we do like a takedown, right? If you're down and you're low, you're facing the person. But for, or let's look at it like kickboxing and boxing. If you're standing in a, a boxing stance, your back foot is open almost like 90 degrees. So it'll be like 45, 90 degrees. If you're doing Muay Thai, like kickboxing, they're both pretty much pointing forward or maybe like 20 degrees, right? Same thing. So if you're standing holding the sword, your lead foot is forward, but your back foot has to be heel off and the toes have to be pointing towards the person. Well, there are some techniques where both toes are pointed. Why? Well, I mean, it just depends on what you're trying to do. But in in a fighting stance, when you're first drawing, you're there, like, yeah, you're facing in and like just the back foot and once you see it and you pay attention to it like you see how much of a difference it really does make but yeah i went into it um pretty deep when it comes to like the the samurai and swordsman stuff the other day and if anybody wants to watch some really really good movies obviously like the original seven samurai um by akira kurosawa right it's kurosawa Mm -hmm. um and there's a couple other ones but if you want to watch an awesome story wolf and cub which is which what did what did that get? The name the name was changed for the movie, um, Shogun Assassin. Yeah, Shogun Assassin. That's a good one. But but that watch. was Lone Wolf and Cub. Watch, which is a an right. a, a old Japanese story where uh, it's a Ronin with a like a child apprentice or kid. No, it was his child. So that's kind of like the same as the one that I watched a couple of weeks ago that I was talking about, like Immortal Blade. But if you want to watch a good one. Watch the original, the original Zatoichi um, movies. Did you ever have you ever seen it? No. Zatoichi, the blind swordsman. You gotta watch it. So it's this guy. He's, he's a blind swordsman. He's walking around. You can't see him. And then like he just 
fucks everybody up. Like Kane. Yeah, he's like, right. So he's, he's, he's like Kane from Kung Fu, but, right, but can't he, see, and he uses a sword. Right, but like his sword is actually like his cane, so he walks around. People are like, oh, it's just a blind guy. Let's rob him. And then he just hears him coming from a mile away and just... Rucker Hauer made a movie in the late 80s, early 90s, mm. where he was blind, and he was a swordsman. He, there was a sword in his cane, and he used hearing like he could... It was a ripoff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the same basic story. But the original ones in black and white are really good. And they made a couple of remakes. But it, it, was, it was modern times. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same basic idea. They just made it modernized. But no, if you watch it. was watch a good it, movie. I, no, I like that movie. That's the same with like Can't the. Remember, I think it was like Blind something. Blind Justice or something like that, obviously. Um, we can look it up later. But yeah, if you want to watch some like really good original martial arts movies, again, you're going to have to find the subtitle ones, but Seven Samurai, uh, the original Zatoichi movies, they're, they're really good. All right, enough with that. I actually do have some good uh, jiu-jitsu news to go over today. You ready for this? Or do you have like one of those I'm... No, no, no. Go ahead. I learned something today. So, I hate to start it off with bad news, but... Excuse me. The upcoming match between Gordon Ryan and Fabricio Verdum has been canceled. Yep, I'm not surprised because I watched uh, the Kasai. And actually, you funny you mentioned that. Yeah, so Gordon Ryan injured himself in the Kasai grappling match uh, this past weekend that he did win by one point. Um, he posted a photo of himself on his Instagram going through an MRI machine, and he writes, Hey, friends, unfortunately, during the last match, I badly strained my bicep femoris tendon, femoris tendon and completely tore my LCL. This will so take it me... Was, it was, it was a, a tear. A tear. Yeah. He said he hurt it. Yeah, but, I mean, LCL, you can survive, and you can kind of move. You just can't really do lateral movements. It was Blind Fury, by the way. Blind Fury, nice. Good call. Um, this will take me out of competition for a bit. Need to see whether or not surgery is the best option. Thanks, everyone, for the messages, and I'll be back ASAP. Nothing can stop us. So, oh, that's funny. Now he has the Royal Guards. He calls his people hashtag Royal Guards, his fans. It's kind of cool. That's funny. Yeah, I like so, it. Uh, yeah, it sucks for Gordon Ryan because I was really looking forward to seeing that match in uh, the. Uh, I was looking forward to the ADCC. Smack talk. Yeah, the Smack Cock. Just Smack Cock. Yeah, Smack what? Talk. I said Smack Cock. Uh -huh. Yeah. Man. Okay, listen to you, Freudian slip. Yeah, sorry. My bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. Like, I fucked it up. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, that sucks. That, that was supposed to be, I forget, was it the quintet? No, it was. Um, that he was supposed to fight. I don't remember the... Oh, it was, no, it was the combat jujitsu match. That's what it was. Well, it was yeah, supposed yeah. to be a combat jujitsu match. But I don't match. know for for who it was going to be for. I, I watched the match, and it happened... It actually happened on one of his entries. Yeah. And um, he, he could no longer... It was, basically, his right leg became dead. He couldn't... He could do no more elevations. Yeah. That was it. It sucks, man. I mean, I can't say... He I still won the match. Still won the match and going for a heel hook. It's because he went for the heel hook. He got a point. For. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it. It sucks. But if you want to know the results for Kasai, I can spit them out for you. I actually didn't get a chance to uh, to watch it, so I have it uh, on my list of things to watch this week. So there was a controversy um, between uh, Mateus Lutis mm -hmm. 
And what's the other guy's name? Can you see that? Uh, Dante Leon. Dante Leon. So um, at one point, at the, the end of the match, um, they were about to fall off the podium or right. fall off the, the, the mat. Because uh, Kasai does a raised mat. It's like three feet up or something like that. I don't know. And um, they're by the edge, so the referee put their hands on them. And Dante Leon was on Mateus Lutis's back. Uh, and Lutis is, like, looking at the ref. Like, he's, like, stopping. He's got his hands out like this because he thinks the ref stopped him. Uh-huh. And he's like this, and uh, Dante Leon just went and sunk sunk in the, the rear naked. Oh, shit. And, dude, and, and uh, Ludas had to tap. Um, it, it was weird. It was a weird series. I, I remember thinking, well, the ref stopped them. But, like, the ref didn't really stop them. He just put his hands on them so they didn't fall off, I guess. But, right. you know. In most BJJ matches, the ref puts his hands on you. You stop. You stop. Well, yeah, but the ref should still be saying you need to stop. Like, you know. Because, I mean, think about it. If someone, especially, at, and it happened at um, Fight to Win. When Carlos was cornering someone, he knows that a couple of people always play the edges to try and get that advantage. And he knows to stand there and he'll have them up. But he'll warn people, like, you're getting close to the, to the line, getting close to the line. But he'll never put his hands on someone without telling them something. Probably uh, Paro. Yeah. So I if guess you, if I'll you are, save. If you are in the jiu-jitsu, there are a few words that you need to know in Portuguese if you're going to compete. Combatch, luch, paro. Those three words will get you through a jiu-jitsu match. Yeah, you'd be pretty solid if you know those. Um. So that's it. I'm not going to spit out the, the results for, for Kasai. If there's people like me that didn't get to watch it and they're going to watch it later on, you're welcome. There was a the, there, there was Would a you match. stop spoiling the matches for people? Look. I didn't them. get to watch it. There was, you, you're, you, you're watching. You're looking at the fucking results. I'm not. I'm looking at a photo of them, but I'm not focusing on what the results are. Um, t- Tom uh, De Blas. De Blas. Lost. And, yeah, I know. Uh, I just threaded things. No, I know. But uh, Bruno Bastos. Bastos. And um, it was basically a stalemate match of, of the whole. It was it was very similar to um, Gordon Ryan or uh, no, no, Nick, Nick, uh, Nick Jones or Craig Nick Jones. Jones, Craig Jones and Paul Harris. Oh, yeah. That basically. Uh, Tom was in half guard the whole time, and uh, Bruno was in was on top. And uh, I guess and, and the only the, the reason he won was he got the sneaky trip takedown. It was awesome. Yeah, but that was it, man. I gotta watch it, so I'll definitely be watching it. Um, speaking of tournaments, we finally got an announcement for the next Polaris on March fifteenth at the Indigo at the O2 in the UK, which again sucks that I don't get to go. But they've only announced two fights. Did you see? No, I did not see. So the first fight that they announced was Jazari Matuda versus Fion Davies, which will be a good match. That'll be a tough match uh, for the under 55 um, title match, which finally, after all the amount of times that Jazari has competed on there, she's getting to fight for the title. Um, I think it'll be uh, 
probably a, within a five-minute match. I think Jajari will take the title on that one, but and not being disrespectful to to Fion at all, but that's just the way that I see it. Um, and then the other match that they announced was Wagner Rocha versus Ross Nichols, which is pretty cool to see Wagner go back to back like that. They really liked how he competed, um, and it's going to be for the number one contender match. I in wonder the if players will call you to take some video. I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully. It'd be cool. It'd be fun to do. I mean... Uh, Didn't you I, do the last time they were? Yeah. I mean, I, every every time they, they've had uh, somebody from down here, for the most part, I've gotten the film. Like, whether it was Gilbert or Jazari, obviously Wagner, we did the last one. So, it'll be cool to see. I haven't seen Jazari in a while, so it'd be cool. But if they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. Um, you know, I never get offended with that kind of stuff. It's just um, what happens with the companies got to do what they got to do. What I do know is that there's people that have been trying to gun and to take my spot. And I've been catching somebody um, following me and seeing who I'm working with. And then they try and reach out and contact them to try and uh, undercut me. How scummy is that? Yeah, I'll is tell you who it is after. It's someone that you know. Somebody that I know? Yeah, I'll tell you who it is afterwards. But, yeah, it was really? a super, super scummy move, bro. Yeah. Did um, they ask what they're – how do you know they're trying to undercut you? I'll tell you later. But Ooh, yeah, I say name names. No, I'm not gonna do that here because it involves my work too. So I'm not gonna do that. Okay. Um, if it was something that I wasn't directly correlated or connected with, I wouldn't. But I'm not going to. Other big news for the week. While you're done texting, can you like I'm not put the phone down? Stuff, stuff up. What are you looking up? Polaris. What are you gonna look up? I just told you everything that there is. No, I I want to look up. What? Maybe there's photographers. No, 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 you don't. That, that you're not going to find. But anyway, so the next big news, and it's actually pretty big news for the sport of jiu-jitsu, uh, Narcos director Jose Padilla is going what to be that? tackling the uh, the movie Dead or Alive, which is based on um, the story of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. So, That's big news in the jiu-jitsu world. Like, like, for sure. How many kung fu, karate, samurai, ninja movies have we watched? In the last year it's alone, a, let alone well, like twenty. Though you know it's a rad fucking movie. Uh, Ninja Assassin came yeah. out like twenty twelve or something like that. Yeah, twenty eleven. That's a good movie. With Rain, his name was Rain. You one know word. who's who played the most unlikely ninja ever? Uh, Michael Dudikoff. Nope. Lee Van Cleef. Oh yeah, but what was it? What uh, there was like an eighties thing. He was like eighty years old, and he was playing a ninja. Yeah, but he wasn't a ninja. He was like the ninja. He was a bad ninja. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was ninja. Yeah. With Shokushugi. Yeah. That was the. I don't know how I can pull that name <laughs> out of my ass, but the actor's name was Shokushugi, and he was ninja. It was yeah. like a ninja one, ninja two. Yeah. Um. But it's funny, like, I just remember that. But anyway, before you get into that, let me go ahead and read you this article. This is uh, basically the press release that came out. For those of you that don't know, um, like you were saying, though, it's it's pretty big for us, like, jujitsu fans, because this is going to be the very first official full-blown jujitsu oriented movie. Um, there's actually... Well, a, Red Belt. Right. Well, and actually... Did you see Red Belt? No. Well, the dude that had a red belt was like 35 years old. 
Yeah, that's not going to happen. So, like, that's when you go, nope. Yeah, someone didn't do their research. And it's funny because there's actually um, one of our listeners uh, reached out to me, and he filmed a, uh, a jiu-jitsu movie, and I believe, yeah, Lion Killer. So if you guys want to check out Show the Support, Derek Fury, um, and him and I have been kind of talking back and forth the last couple of weeks. I want to get him on the podcast. He's actually going to um, showcase the trailer for the movie with us once it's done. So we'll be one of the first ones to have it. Um, but look up Lion Killer Film on Instagram. Uh, shout out to Derek Fury. That's going to be a, a jujitsu movie. That's going to be that's a, more of like a, a story movie instead of like a documentary story movie. Let me tell you something. I don't like Derek Fury right off the bat. Why? Because he's got a rad last name. Right? That's like his actual name. No, so. I know, I know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's his, I'm sure that's like 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 uh, Tyson Fury. Yeah. Fury is such a rad last name to have. It's, it's such like, an 80s name. Yeah. It's like yeah. Max Powers. John, what was the, Johnny... Hammersticks? Oh, no, it was Johnny Cage. Johnny Hammersticks? No, I was thinking Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. But Fury is just like... That's a no one's gonna fuck with you with that last name. I, yeah, and like if I was, if I had my last name was Fury, I would, I would probably be Fists of Fury on Instagram. Fists of Fury, or you know, Grips of Fury. Grips of Fury, that'd be uh, a good really one. Cool, right? Yeah, especially for jujitsu. You're welcome. So Derek Fury, I'm jealous of you. Yeah, just because of your name. I don't know you. That <laughs> I don't much. know you. Well, we'll get to to meet him once he gets on the podcast. Um, all right, let me get into this article. So uh, this. Uh, is pretty much the press release that they sent out. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu will get its origin story told by Jose Padilla, the filmmaker behind the police thriller Elite Squad and Netflix's crime drama Narcos. Padilla will direct Dead or Alive, which is being made by Netflix, and will write the script with Peter Maguire. Padilla will also produce the period feature with Greg Silverman and his Stampede Banner, whatever the fuck that means. So it's going to take place in the 20s. So, actually, Dead or Alive centers on two men, Mitsuyu Maeda and Hicks and Gracie, as the story tells an epic tale that stretches from the 1800s era Japan to present-day U.S. and Japan, as it focuses on two men from vastly different worlds who developed and spread a mixed martial art that became known as Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, it gets into a little bit of the story of Maeda and Gracie and blah, blah, blah. Um, this is a film with universal appeal with remarkable real-life characters, Silverman said in a statement. Hicks and Gracie is one of the greatest fighters of all time, and we're honored to share his story. I wonder who's going to play Hickson. Probably old Hickson will be Hickson. Can't be Hickson. Why? Hickson, I, mean, if, if I think he can do Hickson from the 90s to today. He's not going to be able to do his young Hickson. No, dude. Have you seen him? He looks pretty old. He's he a looks pretty up. old. Yeah. Like He doesn't look like 90s Hickson. You know, he looks like... He looks like weathered. Like 2019 Hickson. He looks like 2019 Hickson. All right. You know, so it's like, and, and look. You know what? Uh, what's actually going to be cool is to see who's going to play a young Chuck Norris in the movie. Because Chuck Norris plays a part in the movie. You're going to have to have a Chuck Norris if you're going to tell the story of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in the U.S. Well, do you have to have Chuck Norris? Yeah. Why? Chuck Norris is the reason why there's Jiu-Jitsu in the United States. Chuck Norris brought the Gracies into the U.S. and introduced them into California. I don't think it was Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, my man. Check it out. That's part of the story that you don't really know that much. I know the story. I yeah. mean, I, I know the history. Yeah, well, it's with the Machados and stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah Chuck Norris is, is who brought them in and told them, like, you need to come over here and got their foot in the door in, into California. Got their foot in what? Into, like, getting their school set up and getting, It was started like, out of a garage. 
All right, man. Don't believe me. Do your own I'm research. I'm not going to believe you. I All think right. you're full of shit. Look it shite. up. Look it up. But that's uh, that's going to be a pretty cool story. It'll be on Netflix. So that means I'm going to have to steal your Netflix account. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying for Netflix again. Fuck it. Um, I switched to Hulu. I'm happy with that's it. Crazy. That's Dude, crazy. Dude, I got tired. Time. Like Netflix would have like a good movie for like Dude. two weeks and then get rid of it. Dude, I started I started the second season of Punisher. Oh, the one that they canceled, you mean? They didn't cancel it. They canceled it. Yeah, but do you know why? Why? Because... Nobody was watching. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with they're taking all... Marvel's stuff is all coming off. Oh, because Disney they're has their own... It. Disney's going to start their own channel, so everything Marvel is going to be under um, Disney. Speaking of which, side note, I watched Glass over the weekend. Was that awesome? It, I... It's like every M. Night Shyamalan movie. Shyamalan Ding Dong. Yeah. Is that it's awesome, 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 bullshit twist, and then the end crashes. This one didn't have a... It had a bullshit no, twist. No. It was, was a bullshit twist. What was the bullshit twist? When he... Um, well, I'm not going to throw the spoilers No. Out. Fuck people. We do spoilers here. Um, if you don't want to hear this, fast forward when, 10 like, seconds. I could see it from like a mile away that that lady was part of something. Like, that she was part of, like, an underground, like, whole situation. Okay, this is a total spoiler, like, warning for everybody. I did not see that coming. I saw it a fucking mile away. And then when it got into the whole point where they're, like, the SWAT team and stuff comes out. And it's, like, they're part of the underground thing, too. This is what I think is bullshit. All right? I think, though, that there's there was a lot of cool little um, nods to other movies in the whole thing. They definitely had a nod to DC and Marvel. At one point, if you saw it. Well, uh, they have to. That's comic books. Right, but they, they've made it very subtle, so I give them credit for that. But Osaka Tower is a total nod. Of Nakatomi? Nakatomi Tower, which I thought was hilarious. I'm like, how cool of a twist would it fucking be that they do go fight over there, and he ends up just turning into the Die Hard movie. But that would have been really stretching it. But when he's fucking drowning in a little puddle... It was like it was very bad filmmaking at the end. Well, no, that makes sense. Remember, water weakened him. Right, but the fact that he was already drowning in a puddle in the grass, and then they grab him and put him face down in a puddle because he didn't have any strength. He was right. weak. But he's already in a puddle. You don't need to drag him from one puddle to another. He really Just wasn't the, in a puddle. He was he in was the grass. In a puddle in the grass. And and not enough and, to drown him. And then they drag him over to this other puddle, and the girl, like the lady, lays down. It's like, grab my hand. Let me go ahead and summarize the whole story while you drown. Okay, movie's over. Bye. Like, come on, man. That's just bullshit. That's shitty writing. That's uh, shitty writing. I don't know. M. Night Shyamalan, like, it's it's like hit or miss with him. It's a lot of misses lately. Well, yeah. The last 15 like years of misses. Six, six cents. And he tanked after that. Oh, no, no. That was like his first one. After that came. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No. Signs. Signs. Signs I loved when I saw it in the movie theater, and then when I saw it at home, I was like, oh, this sucks. The <laughs> Happening was terrible. I didn't watch it. The Village. Didn't watch nah. it. Wasn't The Happening the one about the trees? Yeah, well, just the plants putting out a pheromone. Yeah, fuck all that. Want. Let's go back to But the- let's get back to Glass. Okay. Because I did see your post, and it's true. Uh, James McAvoy. Oh, it's fucking amazing. And that, and like when he at that one point when they kept flashing the lights and he kept yeah. switching, he kept switching. Holy shit! But not even that's not the part that I that totally floored it for me is when he is like dying at the end and he's changing like on cue right there, no cuts. The part with the lights and stuff that's easy to kind of cut it. 
and like right, retake right, right, it. Right. But to go from in and out from character when he's dying, like so that's twelve different characters that you have to create well, completely. Way more than twelve. Yeah. Like no, like if you want to go watch the movie, watch the movie. Even just for James McAvoy, like he made. I the like him when he plays the kid, the little, the, the kid, little, the little boy, the little like hit like hip hop kid. Like, you guys serious? No, it was awesome. Go check it out. I don't want to give out any more spoilers, but yeah, he fucking made the movie for me for sure. Like he, that movie should have been just a hundred percent on him, and he was jacked for it too. He's pretty jacked. For yeah, that. he got in good shape for it. Yeah. Uh, back to some jujitsu. I think there's the last one that I got for you. Uh, no, two things. Uh, 19, the 2019 ADCC West Trials are this coming weekend. Nikki Ryan's going to compete, so it'll be cool to see Nikki Ryan competing for ADCC Trials. So he's gonna yeah, be well, go- let's talk about Nikki Ryan for a moment. Why? What do you got to say about the man? About the man? Yeah. About, about the, the man child? The man child. Um, what kind of a world do we live in? That a 15, 16-year-old kid can be Quit there? school. And train jujitsu full time. Right. What are his parents thinking? Would you let your child quit school at fifteen and train full time? Well, they're homeschooled, and if you read Gordon Ryan the other day, posted up basically his life story. Have you? Did you get a chance to read that? Mm-mm. He's got an amazing story for those that don't know, where if. I'm going to completely paraphrase this, and I'm sure I'm butchering it. When he was a kid, his parents uh, went pretty much half and half on a house with his grandparents. And they took, like, his parents took their entire life savings and um, put it into this house. It made this amazing house. And then after a couple of years, his grandparents decided to be dicks, and they got into some legal dispute and... They didn't, the parents didn't put their names on the lease, so the grandparents booted the parents out and sent them out on the street. So they were living on the street with the with the boys, with with the boys. So they went from like working their ass off their whole life to like putting all their money into this house to getting kicked out of the house to having nothing. And he used to have to like work like crazy hours just to go and do like a couple of weeks of training and then go back and like work again to save up money. To go back into doing training. So he wasn't training like full-time, full-time. This is Gordon now. Gordon, right, right, right. So he busted his ass, worked his ass off, and got to a point where he was financially stable enough to then be able to go train full-time. So everything he has is work for it. So that, so like for Nikki, I'm sure a lot of it has to be with like the parents. Like, And he says, like, I didn't grow up in like a super tough childhood, but I didn't have it super easy. He didn't have some amazing like privilege or whatever. So... For the parents to sit there and say, you're homeschooled now and you can do what you want. I mean, I'm not surprised. And a lot of parents who support kids' athletes are the same way. Same thing happened with Sean White. Any kid that's, like, in the Olympics, parents do the same thing. They'll take them out and then they'll put them in the, uh, in the homeschooling and let them train. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, we just have to be jealous and that's all we get to do. You know? So, yeah, well, it is jealousy, but would you let your child do that? That's that's the question. Granted, I'm nowhere near ever being a parent, so I'm not the best. I understand that. And if you had a child, if I and, had, he, and he showed promise, I would make it so it's 
an option that you get. It's like if you can show me that you can handle responsibilities of being homeschooled, being intelligent, and going to train full time. Obviously, depending on the cost, what it is too, you got to be financially stable. So it's like, okay, you want to do that? Well, you're going to have to do all the studying, all the homework, and like be intelligent enough to handle all that. Get a job too, then, because you need to have a skill at one point or another. You're not like you can't sit, just sit there and depend on it, and then you can go train. You're going to have to because let's say, you know, same thing with one injury in jujitsu can end your jujitsu for sure, depending on at 16. Yeah. At 16, imagine wrecking your knees. Like, Well, the knees are fixable. Elbows, shoulders, hips are all fixable. Back stuff. Yeah. Back stuff, neck stuff. That's the kind of shit that... That, you, like, you have to, like, fight through the rest of your life. Right. But it's, again, knowing the little bit of that family history shows, like, okay, well, the parents then understand the concept of live your life to the fullest and get what you can out of it. So for me, and like kind of having my own, like, I guess, weird childhood that I had, I can easily say if my son showed promise and true dedication, or daughter, whoever, um, showed true dedication, then 100% I would sit there and say, go for it, do it, we'll see how, like, honest you really are, and then we'll go from there. Because I kind of wanted to do the same thing. Because Mikey and Tammy had a similar situation. Yeah. But Mikey... Mikey was work release from high school. Mm-hmm. It wasn't total like free for all. He would go to school in the morning, and then his work release, his job was jujitsu. Yeah. So, which would which is amazing. Imagine mind blowing. It's mind blowing. But again, I mean, you've met his parents. They're like yeah. super cool, super awesome people. So it's, I think the way that we are in this world now. It's a lot easier to sit there and say you're homeschooled, you get your education at home. Like, let's be honest. I had this argument like a couple of months ago. School as we know it in the facilities that we have today is antiquated. And it's not going to be something that is going to last long. So, you want some more air? Yeah. That's fine. Um, Because you're not going to need teachers. You're going to have online schools, which I don't understand why we don't have more now anyway. You're going to have online schools. You get all your education from the internet. Why the fuck do I need to pay $80,000, $60,000 to a teacher when I can sit there and say, okay, well, have your own school online. Charge kids like to, to have a private school online. Get your education there. You're going to get more from that anyway. And if you have a kid that needs extra attention... Well, then that's a whole different like thing altogether. Then you can go to like a specialized school. I think the problem with an online school, mm. same thing with online jiu-jitsu schools. The problem is there's no accountability. No, that's not true. Because the way that I see it, it's the same way how you and I can work remotely. You have all the other tools that you need. You get the shit done, and right. that's it. No, there's a different. What, here's the difference, though. I'm being tested. If I'm being tested on this computer, what's to stop me from having another computer over here looking up the answers on Google as I'm going? But when you sit there and do work, right? And I, this is was one of my biggest eye-openers when I was in college. 
when I was taking the legal music class, right? And remember, like, you're going through high school, you have to memorize fucking everything. You got to memorize every fucking little thing. And, it, like, I got really good short-term memory. So I could skate by from it. But then I got to college, and the hardest course that I had was my music, like, legal uh, class. Right? It was like all my music law classes. So I had to learn about contracts. I had to learn about copyright laws, all that stuff. And my teacher is a professional lawyer. He works with literally the biggest names in the music industry. He's their lawyer. And he says, no, I do my books open or my tests open book. There's no reason to fucking memorize shit. Like you memorize it, you learn it, you're going to know it. But I'm a lawyer. Even I get to go back and read everything. I just come prepared. When you get into court, even on your court, you're like, oh, you have it written down. You're going to read it. Like, I'm going to know it anyway. But no, it's open book test. Like, why the fuck have I been memorizing everything then? Let well, me learn it. Learning it and memorizing it are two different things. Right. Well, well, here's the thing, though. Memorizing it can be learning it. Exactly. And, and, and there's something to there's something to knowing something and something to being able to find something. Uh because you don't always have the internet, and you don't always have tools to use. Correct. But to put yourself under a stress where you need to know at this exact second, when you just learn something, is not the same as, okay, we're going to be talking about this. Open your book. You read it. You read it. You read it. You test it. You go back like in the middle of the test. Okay, I need to know this stuff. Fine. But... You're probably going to learn it faster that way than I'm just going to memorize it and move on, right? At least for me. So I don't disagree with you that it's not going to be completely wiped out, but it's just the way that technology is. How much money do you have to waste every day on gas to drive kids to school, whether it's a parents driving the kids to school, kids driving themselves, or taking a school bus? Billions of dollars every year. To sit there and have a bunch of, like, staff, right? Right, right. But at the same time, the socialization part of school is It's a big part. And it's important. I agree. I agree with that part for sure. That And that's the caveat to, to my idea. But it hasn't stopped progression on everything else. How many businesses do we know that the people have never met? Listen, my company, I had a client for two years. Not once did I ever see anybody. Face to face, not a FaceTime I mean, call, no nothing. With it was my, everything with my on the business, phone. I never met one of my clients. I never even had a phone call with these clients. Yeah, my whole thing was everything that I did was, was email. Email. How's that any different? And did you know? Do you remember a couple of years ago, people were saying, "Oh yeah, email is going to go away." Yeah, email is going the way of the dodo. I don't think email will ever go away because you it, know what's going to go the way of the dodo? Fucking U.S. Postal Service. I don't think so. For sure. For sure. No. A bunch of in-app fucktards. Dude, do you know that the U.S. Postal Service has been profitable? It's a profitable business? Yeah. That's why they scam you. So I don't think that's going to ever go away. But that's that's kind of like I think that school as we know it today is not going to be lasting around another 10, 15 years. It'll be faded out, but within the next 20 years... School is only going to be for the special cases of people that need to have that, that either that one-on-one interaction. Why? Because we got to get. We're too worried about kids getting injured. We're too worried about kids being molested by teachers. There's a teacher the other day just in Oakland Park that got busted. Nice. Fucking scumbag. Nice. Um, no, it was a guy trying to molest like a girl. Oh, well, that's terrible. But yeah, as we all, as South Park. Yeah. 
Like ice. Nice. What what's crazy is that were there were rumors of that in high school. But it was nobody ever right. None of the teachers like the teachers nowadays, the ones that get busted, I'd say eighty to ninety percent of them are pretty hot. Right. Well that's what I'm saying. I that's think it still happened. Look, I'll be honest. I had a smoking hot Spanish teacher in middle school. And if it was one of those scenarios where she's like, hey, why don't you stay afterwards in class and all that happened? I'm not going to lie to you. I probably would have not told a single person that would have been a happy well, camper. That's, that's the problem nowadays. These kids would get a, like, this would be fine, but they tell their friends. Yeah, people don't know they're about too, keeping their mouth shut. They're, they're too, no, it, well, it's, an, it's a maturity thing. Yeah. That's like... They're kids, and and it's not so it's much. It's still fucked up. It's still but wrong. But say this. But here's what the here's what the issue is, and, and I'm not saying it's right, but it's less wrong in my eyes. A male, 16, 17 year old with a, with a female. female. Yeah, but don't they can still get like really cornered being, into a place? No, where, I understand. But I remember being a 16, 17 year old boy, and just being a walking hard on. Oh, yeah. So it's like they want to... I'm 35 and I'm still like that. Right, so. but, but 16, 17-year-old boys, that's what they want to do. Yeah. they I, It doesn't take much to, of course, a 16 yeah. or 17-year-old boy to have sex. Um, not that I know of, like, not that yeah, I know, yeah, but I'm just saying man, from, man, man. from my history. Right. Um, so it's to me, it's less of an issue that way. But here's what the, I wouldn't you, phrase it as it's less of an issue. Is, but I it's have less, less traumatizing issue. for the most for a small section of people. I think there's a lot of kids right. that are like still. I, I remember there you are know some, what? Right. It's funny. So you just remind me. I remember I was oh. friends with this kid Mac in high school, right? And then one day the kid was like 16. He had um, single parent home. His dad was the only one, and his dad was like, he was just like the party animal. And they lived in a um, in a trailer home over by um, Nomads, so like one of those like homes. Oh, Briny Breeze. And he was a surfer kid, super cool dude. Like I remember, like it's one of those things where like I became friends with him, and I was the shelter kid, and he would tell me all the shit that he was doing. So he came into class one day, and he told me he's like, "Bro, I got laid last night with a 27 year old woman." I was like, "Hold the fuck up! What did you just say?" And then like I remember like how old was he? 16. Yeah. Like, 15, 16, I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man. Like, my dad had some, like, girls over last night, and they were all drinking, and then she just came into my bed, and then we started going at it. I was like, bro, like, I just, like, nutted my pants from that story. And, like, it, it happened. It definitely happened. Well, well here, here's, what, here's what I was getting at, though. When, it, when it's that situation, when it's a guy, a boy, and a female teacher, and they tell their friend, it's... It's not that they tell a lot of people. What it is is they tell the friend, and the friend gets jealous. You think so? Yes. I don't think the friend gets jealous as much as it's kids, and they don't know how to keep their mouth shut, and they're going to say something. I think, well, it's a little bit of both, but I, but, but what it is is, like, you kids just like to tell stories, but... Everyone likes to brag. But at the same time, a lot of this is telling their best friend, and their best friend's like, well, why didn't she, why didn't she ask me? Yeah. Well, it's probably because you're adult. Look, at the end of the day, it's still fucking wrong. I, everyone's gonna agree with the fact of what we're talking about, sure, but it's still wrong. It's like an adult shouldn't be sitting there and putting a kid into that situation. My, my first, I was fourteen. She was nineteen. 
That's different. That's still that was. I mean, it's still kind of young. It's right. But no, I didn't lose mine till like twenty one. I was trying to be a good kid, and then I realized I was an idiot. And I was after, like, after that first one, you were like, "What?" The hell? I lost like six years of good times, but it happens. Um. So some more bit news because we haven't really gotten a chance to screw around too much. Big news today, actually. Did you hear? I don't know. Khabib's coming back. Oh, yeah. Khabib to fight George St. Pierre in November at Madison Square Garden. That's going to be a big fight. I think it's finally a good challenge for Khabib. Yeah, because um, George is an incredible wrestler. At, at his at his highest, he was it, is it going to be at 170? Um... Let's see. Or is George going to get down to 155? It doesn't say. It's probably going to be a catch weight, I'm assuming. But George, they were saying at when he was when George was at the height of his training, mm-hmm. he could have made the Canadian uh, 155 national, national team. Yeah. So yeah, George had talked about getting going down to 155. I think that's going to be a heavy duty weight cut for him. Well, George is thickly muscled. Yeah, but he... But he's changed his diet because yeah. of the diverticular... Does it... Not diverticulitis. He's got something else. It might be uh, diverticulitis. It's, it's either... Yeah, I thought it was either diverticulitis or... Yeah. Um, was it IBS, maybe? No, it's not, IBS isn't going to do that to him. It's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's diverticulitis. Either way, I think this is the best matchup to get or like a real challenge. Colitis, that's what it was. He's got colitis. Um... No, that's a good matchup for for GSP because if anyone's going to be able to finally break down Khabib's weaknesses and be calm enough and intelligent enough to exploit those, it's going to be GSP. I can't think of anybody else who's going to be as analytical and be able to to come after him like that. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't, I don't think Khabib will be able to pressure uh, GSP like he can pressure everybody else. Yeah. Like I, I think GSP because GSP's got that that wicked jab. It's like it's it, that's. Well, like he's one got of his, the feints. The feints are great for him. The feints, but it's it's his jabs are his are his tool. Yeah, one of the, one of his better tools and his takedowns. George's takedowns are incredible. Yeah, I, will, so, I mean, and it's and I, I they're I, gonna I, have to be at the top of his game. And to I take venture down. to say GSP's got better striking. No, GSP for sure has better striking than Khabib, for sure. But I think it's going to be a true testament of, like, wrestling, and I don't think that there's really anybody else, maybe, which obviously it's not going to be Ben Askren, but it's um, it's going to be a real good test for Khabib because if Khabib beats GSP, Khabib goes down as the, the greatest of all time. I'm so sick of that. I hate that phrase too, but can you really think, deny it? Yeah, who's he beat? I mean, he's beat. Like who's he beat that makes him gr- MJ? He's beat uh Connor. He's beat. Um, he, he needs to fight Max. There's no if there's 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 one goat. It's it's John Jones. I don't put him in that. What? Anymore. No. He's un he's undefeated. Do you consider uh, Mark McGuire goat in baseball? Yes. Despite the cheating. Yes. I don't. Because because. Here's the th- here's the thing that what Mark McGuire did, being jacked, still doesn't st- you still have to make contact with the baseball. 
contact with a baseball is with one of extra power. There's a difference between. No, yeah, mm. but but let's be honest. If you and I both the, play baseball and I hit the baseball and you hit the baseball, you're probably gonna get. You're wrong. It's, it's power. Power isn't what makes in in batting. It's not about power. It's about go, speed. Go tell that to King Griffey Jr. Yeah, Ken Griffey Jr. was it, it was awesome right. until Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa both came in and Barry Bonds came in juicing to the gills, and then they started like crushing that record. No, I understand that. I understand that they were they, they but you regardless of whether there's power or not, you still have to make contact. No, I agree. And making contact is the hardest part of of baseball. So you either can or you can't. I, I know plenty of people that are way stronger than Mark McGuire that that couldn't hit a baseball out of the Yeah, infield. but baseball is like one of those sports that, which brings me to another conversation I wanted to have with you, but baseball is one of those sports that if you played it in high school and then you took some 10 years off and then let's say at 29 you decided that you wanted to try out for the major league team, you're not going to be in the same skill level. Well, I understand that. The reflexes and everything have to be so far up there, and you have to be constantly working on it. The question is, is was is how many fights was John Jones? And and here's the thing, John Jones. It wasn't his. It's not John Jones's power that makes him dangerous. No, it's his vision and it's, the skill it's, level. It's, and it's stuff. his creativity. John Jones's creativity and his length. I think that are what make John Jones style bender is probably gonna be more of a goat than John Jones. No, there's no, there's no more of a goat. It's who you beat. John Jones has beat the highest level of competition. I mean, DC and Gustafson, and again, I'm gonna keep on saying Gustafson after that fight was nothing. So he beat a really good Alex Gustafson off of like no training whatsoever. I it, well, he also beat uh, Leota Machida and 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 Leota's prime, Leota's prime. He beat uh, uh, Shogun. Uh, Shogun. He beat Vitor. He didn't beat Shogun on his prime. He didn't beat Vitor at his prime. I don't. I, I would. I, I would venture to say Vitor get, was already off the juice when they. No, fought. he was not. Yeah. He was juiced to the gills when he. Let went, me see. I gotta bring out like that yeah, photo when back he, up. He, when he fought John Jones, he was juiced to the gills. That's when they were, like, testing him, like, 20 times a week, I remember. Yeah. Um, who else is he? Like, he's... he. Cleaned. I don't think... I'm not saying he's not good and he's not one of the best of all time. I'm not saying he's the not. The only thing he doesn't have is super fights. And that's because... That's what I'm saying, but, super like... Super fights are a newer thing and uh, and as well... They're not a newer thing. They're, they're a newer just, thing. The phrase is a newer thing. No, no, they're, they're a newer thing. Crossing weight classes... Is a is a trend that's happened over the last three Come on. years. I mean, look at all the old pride fights. They're all super fights. No, because they had different the, the weight. And they're all coming from weight different weight divisions. Yeah, but they didn't have as many weight divisions in pride. But that's what I'm saying. Those I mean, the the matchups were super fights. Right. Well, they had the, the, Alistair Overeem against Shogun. No, I'm yeah, but they were the same weights. Except for the only the only. But those person, were all in their prime. Yeah, but the thing is, what it is now is, is people that don't deserve to be together, like the fact that that Connor and Nate fought was ridiculous. Twice, yeah, was ridiculous. Connor was a champion. Why wasn't Connor defending his belt? 
What yeah, that's all sh- different. That's all making that's, money. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. That's that's what I'm talking about. As mu- as much as I I think the super fights are awesome, at the same time that you lose focus on the true nature of MMA. Which if if you're going to have weight classes and you're going to have champions, then stick with that shit. I'm not gonna have that argument like about like the whole UFC thing. I mean, we beat that to death. Everybody right. knows that it's bullshit. It's like, bullshit. Like that's like, not we, the conversation. About the rankings yeah. before. But we're not. That's but, not the conversation we we're having. Right. But GSP coming in and fighting and fighting Khabib. GSP hasn't had one fight at lightweight. Doesn't matter. It's GSP. You can I do whatever the fuck you want. I understand. But he should prove himself. Like if you want to. Sh- uh, if you want a shot at the champ, you should prove yourself in the division. He, like you're saying, he should have like one fight before he at gets into at least one fight. I don't disagree with it, but I think it was more like Khabib wanted that fight more than GSP. GSP just wants to make the money now and wants to test himself here and there. But I think it's really Khabib. He said he he wants GSP, and then he'll do like and that was going to be like his last fight or something like that. So it was really his call. He that's the fight he wants. He wanted to test himself. I mean, far be it. For me to disagree that that's a good test for him. No, I'm not saying that it's not a good test. I'm just damn bug, whatever it is. I'm just saying that um, it's just a bug. Yeah, I'm just. I just say like again. I just think that the that the uh, super fight is getting overdone and it's overshadowing. Well, they're doing like it's stupid. They're calling everything a super fight and it's not really a super fight. It's like I mean, a super fight to me would be like. Someone from a different organization coming in and fighting for like one fight or something like that. Well, that's, that's, that's mean, cross promotional, right? And that's that's, that's that, something that's, I'd rather have. Yeah, no, I I understand that, but like this bug is annoying the shit out of me, and it's getting in front of the camera. Let it. No, no, no I don't it's, want it. It's it's extra. It's extra for these people. Yeah, you, right. You're welcome. Welcome to our guest, Moffy. Think um, it's beetley. Whatever. Anyways, I just I you know. Like, super fights in jiu-jitsu, that makes sense. You, you find two high-ranking guys, and you put them together, and that's awesome. High-ranked guys or big-name guys, you put them together, that's a super fight. Right. Um, but there's there's no, there's you know, like I said, there's no history there. There's, no, there's nobody else waiting in the wings, waiting for their shot. It's like... I think, like, the problem that's going on right now is the fact that number... For the most part, number one to like four or five is so far ahead of the pack in almost every division compared to everybody else after that. You know, like they're at such a high level in almost every division. Those like three or four guys are are way ahead than anybody else. Like there's it used to be that like one through ten, like everything from one through ten was just straight fucking killers. And anyone at any day and time could sit there and be number one. But now it's really like one to five. I it's almost like it's one to five are established. Anything above five are either up and coming or dropping down. But they're up and coming because like the older generation is leaving. But I think part of it too is one through five is making so much more money that they're willing. They're not willing. They're able to be the higher echelon training uh, regiment necessary to stay up there did compared you, to everybody else. Did you see the Beast's new fight? Yeah, who is he fighting? He's fighting um Junior Dos Santos. Yeah. 
Like that's a cool one. And then he's like twenty seven KOs or versus like nineteen KOs or something. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. The question is, are we gonna get another? My back's hurting. No, no, no. Are we gonna get a Nagano performance, or are we going to get, you know, a Volkov or whatever? Yeah, or you know, well, even that one, dude. He was getting his ass kicked the whole time. Yeah, well, it only took one. Yeah, dude. He had there was like twenty seconds left in the whole fight. Ten. Ten. Was it ten? Ten. Dude, and I, I was like, you know, like I was watching it. Do you know how fucking scary that is? Scary to know that someone has that much power that it only takes one shot. Like, granted, we can all sit there and say, like, all it just takes is one. But how many people out there have this ability to, like, it doesn't matter who the fuck you are. Dan Henderson. It takes one shot, and you are out. It doesn't matter if you're a fucking concrete wall. Dan Henderson is arguably the greatest wrestling well, no, fighter so of all time. I'm talking about like one power shot. Like no, the, that's what I'm talking about. The, the, Dan like the Hendo bomb. Yeah, Dan the H bomb. Yeah. Dan, Dan Henderson was a highly decorated wrestler. Well, it's, which fight is it? That's that one. So like, if you watch the Henderson versus Vitor fight, the one that I was at down in Sao Paulo in Brazil, that was like Gilbert's card. Like it was so obvious to both of the the guys, like both Vitor and Henderson, that. They both have one shot knockout power. So the first two, three minutes, it was just circling, circling, circling. Maybe one kick was thrown. Maybe one jab was thrown. That was it. And then it only took one kick from Vitor to, like, knock him out. So it's, like, it's fucking crazy to sit there and think that. You know what's funny? Always made me laugh was Dan Henderson, like, watching him walk backstage or watching him walk around on those, like, the UFC countdown shows, yeah. and he walks like this crippled old man. And he like, does, but then he gets in the cage, and you know he moves. He moves. It's 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 like it's it was crazy to me. Well, it's funny for like being at the weigh-ins, like being backstage at the weigh-ins, and everybody's like shuffling feet, like sucked out and dead. And then I see Clay Guida doing jumping jacks and running, like he's running sprints. Well, everybody's dead. They started pulling chairs, and people were sitting in chairs. Cause, so there was, like, a line in the back. And they're just sitting there, like, dying. Clay Guida's, like, jumping, jumping. Remember I showed you the photo I have him? He was, like, jumping. He drops his phone. He's, like, like picks it up. He starts jumping all over again. I'm, like, dude, you're fucking nuts. These people are dying, and you're here nothing but energy. I, I was in Chicago for Hendo Fedor. Mm. Like, I wanted to see that shit live. That would have been a good fight to see. It was. And Jay-Z fought on that card. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, it's Jay-Z. I know, I know him. But, like, it was before I knew Jay-Z. Jay-Z you yeah. Know. Um, there was somebody else on that card that was, like, it was, a gr- it was a rad fight. And, you know, that was my first big MMA show. Yeah. Was Well, actually, it's been my only big MMA show. Are you going to go uh, watch the Miami card? I don't know. Maybe. I think we should go. I might I might try and, and work it and sneak in there and get some photos and stuff. Not anymore. Thanks for letting them know. UFC just heard you. No, that's fine. I can get in there with the fighters and stuff. That's how I got in before. I'm not going to be able to be like a, a ringside like photographer or anything, but to go backstage and stuff, like... It'll be fine. Just walk like you like you're supposed to be there. I've done it so many times. You've been there. You've seen it. I did it like plenty other times. Get one of those yellow vests. Why? Those yellow vests are the new wristband. Oh yeah. Well, 
The wristband will get you far in life. You'll be surprised. Um, and a walkie-talkie. Oh, speaking of which, I meant to tell you that, like, what pissed me off the other day, I was watching, um, what was it, Rogue Squadron? What was the Star Wars movie the with... Uh, Rogue One? Rogue One. Which is my... To me, is the greatest Star Wars okay. movie of all time. So I was watching it. So like at the end, when they're sitting there and like trying to take down the shield, like every other Star Wars movie, um, it fucking blew my mind. This guy's sitting there with a walkie-talkie. I'm like, you're in the fucking future. You got spaceships that go from one end of the galaxy to the other. You have fucking lightsabers. You have laser guns. Why the fuck are you using a handheld walkie-talkie? Because what else are you gonna talk into? You have the headsets. You can even have a lapel mic where you sit there, beep, beep. We have cell phones. We don't even fucking use walkie-talkies anymore. Why the fuck is he using a walkie-talkie? He's using this little fucking dollar store walkie-talkie. Look like this. He's like, uh, is the shield down yet? Well, do you remember when the guy on the ship had the, had like a wire microphone that he was talking into? Right. At least like Han Solo had like the little like flashlight looking thing. It was like a little stick. Like, that's cool, whatever, that's different. But to have a legitimate dollar store walkie-talkie like it came with the army men, you're like, come on, man. Now you're just fucking with me. Like, stop. My favorite, One of my favorite scenes of Star Wars, the original, uh, was, was Han Solo talking on the radio when they were dressed up as the stormtroopers. No, everything's fine here. Uh, uh, well, we're good. We're uh, good. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you see when they make fun of it in uh, Family Guy. When they did, um, when they did Blue, Blue Harvest, Blue Harvest, yeah. Do you see that part? He's like Peter just starts like a, uh, like an NPR radio show. He's like, and we'll be playing right back. And then someone calls in. And he's like pretending to be like a love doctor. It's fucking yeah. That's exactly how I pictured the scene. And actually didn't being. they do? Didn't they do the stormtrooper hitting his head too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Like. I never c- caught that as a kid. Did you? No. Yeah, but when you're a kid, you're so sucked into the I was story. sucked into the story, man. Like, you don't even realize, like, at the end when they do the whole um, fanfare and they're giving them the medals. Like, if you watch the interviews, they say that all the people in there, you can hear the people talk. Uh, the um, the extras that are standing there, they're saying, this movie's going to fucking tank. I can't believe we're getting paid for this bush. This movie's going to suck. Like, they were saying how they could hear the people talk while they were doing the whole walking-like scene. It's like, mm, congratulations, you were wrong. So, it's... Yeah, have you have you seen... Well, there's a scene, like, on the internet of the, of the end without the soundtrack. No. Yes, it's awesome. All you, all you hear are their footsteps. Like a gag, like, video, you mean? No, I don't think it's a gag. I think it's actual right. footage of... That scene, right? And everybody's silent. You could just hear like rustling, right? And the footsteps of them walking up to the podium, and like uh, uh, Peter Mayhew, like opens his mouth to do uh, Chewbacca, mm. and he makes a noise. It's like, ah! yeah, yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I, I think I've seen that like a long time ago. And I, I don't know if it's real or fake. I think it's fake because either way, whenever you do like sound design and stuff, whenever they're they're filming that kind of stuff, you're you're not gonna hear the footsteps. You're never really gonna hear the footsteps. Those are always added after the fact. If you pay attention to the movie, like you hear them, like right, right, right. But like, that, but again, I think this one. I don't know. I think, but before we get out of here, because I think it's time to... We're getting there, yeah. Getting there. Uh, I have a new guilty pleasure. It's on, it, it was it was a show on Crave, but it's on, um, 
It's on uh, Comedy Central now. Uh. Letter Kenny. You dummy. That's the one that I was telling you about watching like a bunch of times. That was the show that I was telling you to watch. Oh, that's the one? Yeah, it's the fucking show. You oh, dumbass. I don't remember the one you... I didn't... Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I've been, I, you, what happened was, and I'll tell you what happened. Uh, Months ago, I had seen the the steak scene. The one that I showed you. No, right? no, I saw it before that. Right. I saw it before that. No, it might have been... I sent, you, you it, might sent have it, sent it to you, to yeah. Me. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. And then, um, I don't know how I came across it. Yeah. But, oh, it was it was on Reddit. Yeah. They had the cold open yeah. of uh, the one where the, the two hockey guys show up and they're sitting by the uh, the produce cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guys, oh my God, I started dying laughing. I told you, how far so, did you get? Well, I haven't watched any seasons. I've just gone through the oh, highlights of stuff. Dude, you have to watch it. And the first season's a little, like, tough at first. But it gets so good. It and did you see? Have you seen the part where Squirrely Dan talking about sex? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's like his finger in the butt or something. In the butt holes. Yeah. She thinks. Like, she thinks I don't know my, how I feel my about butt holes need some attention. Yeah. No, you have to watch it. It's so good. And they just when they were all three playing catch, and as soon as he said that, they the just other two just, no no. They just started playing catch with each with other. With each other, they took him out. <laughs> so for you for you guys listening at home, the show's called Letter Kenny. You need to watch it. It's and the guy that hilarious. plays like. Uh, the pl- the guy that always wears the plaid, yeah, the deadpan guy, oh, he's the Wayne? writer. Yeah, Wayne. he's the writer. So now, creator, the guy that plays the pastor. I haven't seen the pastor. Okay, yet. so there's the pastor, like you'll see in the first couple of episodes. He's like the really nerdy guy with glasses. He's the one that wrote. He wrote Twister, the movie Twister. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's like one of the characters on there. No, you have to watch it. Like the first, the first two seasons are fucking great, and then like you can tell they got even better. But it's, it's a like fucking great trailer show. park boys meets like a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's a that's a great kind of. Yeah, I fucking love it. It's super quick, and then when they get into like the hockey talk, did you see that part? No, no, no. So the premise is like it's a, basically Canadian rednecks. So there's the farmer group, which is like Wayne and and the other guys, and then there's uh, the hockey guys. There's like the hockey clique, and they have like a whole hockey talk situation. And then there's the goth kids that are all meth heads. So they have which I think is them just dressed up. No, 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 no. They're totally separate people. Really? Yeah. And then you have I think her name's Gail, and she's the one that runs the the bar. That's fucking hilarious. When you wait until you get into her scenes, it's great. And then um, you have what else do you have? Oh, then they have like all the other like redneck like farmer guys. It's a great show. It's a great fucking show. Like Wayne's, Wayne's sister is dating the hockey guy. Yeah, she's super hot. Like you have no idea how hot she gets until like they start getting like deeper into like. She's the almost show. like Daisy Duke. Yeah, like, that's like. She's super smoking hot. Like the the further they get into it, and they have it's funny because they make it like super sexual. But I like the fact that they insinuate it instead of actually like being blatant about it. Um, <laughs> the one line that made me die was CrossFit, and Wayne goes, "You could cross cross fuck off." Yeah, <laughs> it just made, the whole thing just like it just like hit me, oh, and I went, I went I started going down the whole the whole like doing best of. Yeah, well the Instagram they always put like clips and stuff on there, so no, you have to watch the the show. Yeah, like, and I, I'm like I'm like I love these guys. Oh no, it's a great show. Like I've been watching it nonstop, it's like tra- catching up all like the seasons. That because tra- Trailer Park Boys is one of my favorite things. Of no, all it's time. a great show. The difference is like Trailer Park Boys. Like you can be mellow and watching it because it's like it's like 
not well, blatant. They're like the well, jokes. Well, you are, know it's it's, it's you, silly. It's silly. But with this one, you have to really pay attention because they get like super quick on the conversations. Oh like, man, the comebacks that they have. The, like, yeah. well, obviously it's scripted, but it's like. Yeah, well, there's like they do a scene where like they're always outside drinking, so then like Wayne goes and he's like, just pours out the beer. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I think you have a problem." He's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "That's alcohol abuse," and he's like, "Well." Like, in all fairness, or he's like, to be fair, he's like, the last 20% of your drink is always nothing but spit. He's like, oh, don't say that. It's disgusting. It's true. And they just get into a whole argument about it, which I agree with. I don't. There's a lot of things like pump the brakes. Yeah. Pump the brakes. One. It's like. And then the other one is uh, not to be impolite. Yeah. No, they, they have tons of like running gags like that. So for one, it's like, to be fair. Like, they'll have that for the whole season. And then they do another one where it's, like, um, what was the other? Oh, like, they, how they always say hi to each other. He's, like, how are you? He's, like, oh, not so bad. And you? Like, and it goes like that over and over again. So anytime someone says something like, how are you? I'm, like, oh, not so bad. Like, it's a good show. It's fun to watch. It's definitely not going to be everybody's humor. But if you like Trailer Park Boys or, like, a Kevin Smith movie, you're definitely going to like it's, it. It's actually as stupid as it is. It's smart humor. No, you, you have, have to pay to, you attention. Have to be, you have to be cerebral, a little more cerebral than most people. Well, you have to, like, really, really listen in, too, because they do a good job of being Canadian rednecks. Yes. But, no, that show is fucking great. Yeah, I definitely suggest you watch it. You dummy, that's the one I've been telling you for, like, three months to watch. I literally can show you the text, like, bro, you need to watch this show. Like, I've been telling everybody about it. It would be good. I think it's going to blow up even more, but it's out of Canada. Especially when everybody gets a hold of it for after hearing it on... Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Well, I've been telling people about it. It's fucking great. It's a good show. I'll be, uh, I gotta go watch the, some of the new ones. There's a couple of seasons. I want to say it's like six or seven. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, you know what? It's funny, too, because it's not sketch, but it's kind of sketch. It's kind of sketch. Yeah. Like, that, the whole grill thing. The whole grill scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, let's split the difference. Oh, no, yeah. no S&P. Grill, grill two minutes on each side. It's like, yeah. So you're fucking up, bud. I had or when you're talking about putting malt uh, malt vinegar on their fries. You oh, know, in God. America, they don't malt 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 vinegar isn't a condiment. It's not on like it's just the way they yeah. say everything. No, it's pretty funny. Like Dale, uh, Dale is like the drunk fighter. Whenever he gets like drunk, he gets like gets into like massive fights. They're like, "You were a fucking legend last night." <laughs> He's like, "No, I wasn't." He's like, "Oh, you fucked up everybody." He's like. What? No, it's like, oh yeah, but I don't know which one Dale is. Is he the bald one? He's the one in the jumpsuit. Oh, the one. Oh, the one that's always wearing the yeah, uh, the the one piece the overalls. Suit. Um, no, but yeah, definitely check out that show if you guys check it out. I think uh, that's pretty much it. Honestly, it was a good week. We got a, I got a ton of work coming up. You got a new gig coming up. You got a new gig. I got a bunch of stuff. We did a, oh, we did a photo shoot the other day for Gilbert with Tatami. Yep. So those photos will be coming out uh, in about the next our couple of days. Did you take a look at ours? Yeah, I've been editing them, so How they came out pretty they, good. Are they, are they fun? Or yeah, are they... no, they're they're pretty funny. We got like a couple of good ones. I definitely have some more ideas for our, for our next photo shoot for sure. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on uh, Jiu Jitsu Radio, and obviously... I think we should do a Zach and Mary uh, make that? a porn. The Kevin Smith movie Zach and Mary. Make I a never porn. watched that. Is awesome, yeah. but they do. They they're making a porn based on Star Wars. They call it Star Horse. Yeah, and we're um, not making porn. Just letting you know. Well, they they were in the movie. All right, but you and said we should. No, we're not going to make a porn. But they did a, a video shoot as the characters, right? Like uh, Han Solo and 
Ben bend over Kenobi, but like they had they were their lightsabers were giant dildos. Giant dildos, like it was just awesome. I never watched that movie. We should have a dildo fight. No, we're good. Loser takes it. You got to go buy one. Loser takes. No, you got to buy two. (laughs) You're you're gonna buy it by yourself. How can we have a dildo fight if there's only one dildo? That's the best. Like you ever see the the video of the kid just walking out of the house and his friend just cracks him in the face, right in the face, and then (laughs) like six foot dildo, and then then he gets mad and he then he gets rolled up and he's bent over. He's ramming (laughs) it in his butt. Oh, those are good times. Oh. That's a good friend. That's a good friend. That's when you know you're having good... Speaking of which, our buddy's coming into yeah, town Tom's next week. Yeah, Tom's coming in. Are you doing dinner Thursday night? Yeah, so we're going to have to get him on the podcast. Wait, this Thursday? Yeah, it's t- two nights from now. Oh, shit. Um, when's Garlic Fest? This weekend. Shut up. Is it this weekend? Yeah. Fuck. You want to go see Money Money Boston? Uh, really? Am I've I the only them. one that fucking likes Money Money no, Boston? No, I, I used to love them. I've seen them like six times. I just... Don't know if I want to go. I'm gonna go. Fuck it. I'm going by myself. Steel Pulses is playing Friday night. I gotta watch them too. I gotta get a photo pass. I'm just gonna go start taking photos. Man, I can't believe I'm the only one that fucking still likes Mighty Mighty Boston. I fucking love that band. And they come out with some new, new stuff that's not bad. Yeah, but man, but I haven't been, been down to, here. Like in I years. said, I've been listening to a lot of like I I played you that one lady Sharon Jones and the yeah. Dap Kings. But it's like. I'm on a 60 soul and country because I've been listening to that and I've been listening to Shooter Jennings. Oh, man. I've been fucking going down like an old school country hole with, uh, I had like a bunch of Elvis, Waylon Jennings, like a ton of stuff. Something so we Willie Nelson's coming. You don't want to go to Willie Nelson, right? Not really. Man, fuck. I'm the only one here with good taste in fucking music. You ever heard Willie Nelson's uh, reggae album? No. You're fucking up. It's one of the best albums you'll ever hear. It's such a good reggae album. What's it called? Um... I forget. I forget what it is. Um, but yeah, it's, it came out like years and years ago. It came out like 10 years ago. Um, if not, you can always hear the song, I'll Never Smoke Weed with Willie again. You ever heard that? No. That's a fucking hilarious song. You got to listen to that. But that's it for us, guys. Everybody, please uh, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, share it with your friends. Check out our sponsors, Chocaloha, Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co., uh, Giraffe Choke and Nomad. Be sure to follow Sean at Gorilla Boy BJJ. Follow Jiu Jitsu Radio and Sonder Marketing on Instagram. And like I said, if you want to buy this cool shirt that I got here, my uh, that shirt, my Endless Roll shirt, that shirt, the original one, not the ripoff one, not not the Choke Republic. I'm fuck giving. Them. The, I like giving them a stop a shout giving out a free cap because fuck because fuck them. if they buy your their shirt instead of your shirt, it'll make you angrier. Yeah, it's and fucking, that makes me laugh fucking assholes anyway thanks everyone for the support we will see you next week peace peace you can't neba here's the deal i'm the best there is plain and simple i mean i wake up in the morning i piss excellence and nobody can hang with my stuff kiss dealing wheel of dealing limousine right jet flying son of a gun and i'm having a hard time Hold these alligators down! Woo!